Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, my goodness. It's Saturday morning. How I do with Saturday morning? As you know. Great. Wet. Okay, you you said it, Billy, not me. And good morning to our Boston listening audience and those listening to us on the Odyssey app. This is the WEEI producer show. My name is Ryan Garvin, producer for Jones and Mego with Arcan, joined always by Billy Lanny, producer of Gresh and Fourier, Joe Braverman working behind the glass. And I am glad. That you were the one this morning, Billy, that was complaining about the weather. Because I always feel, and I made a conscious thought to go, I'm not going to gripe about how lousy it is outside. Uh, But you're right. Every Saturday morning, I think since the dawn of this show, has been yucky and gross. And and really, I question why I get out of bed on Saturday. More than I do any other day. Yeah, I know. It's very tough when your alarm goes off. And in my situation, I can hear the traffic drive by and know that the road is wet. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, my God, what am I getting into today? Like, well, it would be nice to have a nice, you know, some birds chirping. Oh, that was a deep in. puddle splash. It's probably been raining for at least seven hours exactly. right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah, my it's God. It's tough to get out of bed in these days, but here we are. It could uh, be worse. It could be in New York City right now. That's, no, true, that's true. true, but don't worry. Give it time. It'll get it hit. will get worse. It will get worse. If you would like to join us on our one-hour experience, the only hour of uh, the week that we get to ourselves, you can give us a call at 617-779-7937. This has actually been a fairly busy week. Uh, you know, even for this point of the year where the Red Sox are winding down and your winter sports are getting ready to go and, you know, all, all the, uh, the little dramatic y things that are going on with the Patriots. This was a pretty healthy week as far as premises and topics go. So I'm going to approach it like this, Billy. And get your gauge. I, I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. What I was, know. I forget what you said how many you had, but I, you have several ten topics. Ten topics, but don't worry. I have hour. a plan. I have a plan. Uh, the first thing that I would like to know from you, Billy Lanny, is out of everything that we have talked about this week, what story are you absolutely sick and tired of talking about? I don't even want to say it. You can say it. I don't even want I to say want it. it. Yeah, I want you to say it. Travis Kelsey. Oh. Taylor Swift. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that annoyed me more than anything to Ooh. the point where I'm like, Everything else kind of was on, like my anger. Was that a big talker with you anger, guys? No, no, it wasn't. But it was just, I felt like it was everywhere, everywhere. else. So, like, from 10 to 2, it was almost like a release. It was a break from it. You know <laughs> what I mean? I just, I couldn't help, like, you're looking up on this news station. Hey, there they are. You look at this. Oh, here they are leaving the stadium. And hey, was this Taylor Swift being escorted out in a popcorn they were machine? In a convertible. 
Did you see the popcorn machine thing? I did not see the popcorn so machine. So apparently they, you know, I don't know how true it was, but they believed that she was taken out of Arrowhead. Oh, they had to like, like sneak a, her out? There was like a, 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 a almost, I don't know, if, I don't think it was like a refrigerator, but it was just kind of like this big box on wheels that had a big old bag of popcorn on oh, top that... of it. And one of the rooms where it was, that's how they got her from the seats to wherever the hell she ended up at that, the that, end. that is a publicist that if that is true it's just a publicist working way too hard i miss the old days where you used to just throw you know a trench coat or a jacket over the person right. and you put your head down and you're like go 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 right. go we were, at, we were at gillette during training camp and it was the beyonce day and i don't know if you remember we were like speculating because right at the practice so. field to the left there's the helipad yes Helicopter, oh, that's comes, right. helicopter comes down, beautiful. <laughs> you guys big, were beautiful. on the air and you just hear. Frrr. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. As annoying as the sound was, the, the, the was four of us, five of us down there, just staring because we thought, oh, maybe it's Beyonce, maybe it's Jay Z, maybe it's this person. Because beautiful helicopter comes down and then a golf cart comes up, but the golf cart had curtains. No. Or it was like Robert Kraft's dog or something. Oh, no. We've seen Robert. Uh, Robert Kraft comes in. We see his helicopter. He just gets right out, walks to the little golf cart, and goes. But this was a fancier, I don't need to you know downgrade level of helicopters. Yeah. But this helicopter was pretty awesome. And this golf cart, like double long golf cart came up, and like they, they pulled up these curtains and were like, oh, maybe it's Beyonce. You're like, a w- more worldly man than I am. I don't think I would be able to tell a, a fancy helicopter from your, oh, no, your you garden tell, variety. Yeah, it's true. Helicopter. No, yeah. no I'm, I'm kind of a helicopter expert. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. It's like, man, we're learning yeah, all yeah, kinds no, of that new story, stuff. That story burned me up. Instead of landing clockwise, they go counterclockwise. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I, 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 I know learn, if it's up or down, that's about... I did learn the year before, though, because there was one time where it landed and the the thing just kept running. Kraft had come out of it and drove off in the golf cart to go wherever he was going, but the helicopter just stayed there running, spinning. We're like, can you just shut the thing down? And no, then uh, several people text us who were helicopter experts that are like, it's easier to let it continue to run as opposed to shutting it down and letting it ramp back up. All things, uh, you know. But yeah, no, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing drove me nuts this like, week. Uh, like helicopters, uh, keeping squirrels off of your bird feeders, uh, treating your decks. Like that's what our listeners really excel at. Especially on a Saturday those because, because it's Saturday. You're going to Lowe's. You're going yeah. to Home Depot. Today's Projects Day. Oh my God! Today's probably you know what I mean it's tough for it's tough, but like you know, Home Depot is still going to have a packed house, and Lowe's is still going to have a packed house of people. Right. I am listening. I'm just crossing off uh, item number ten. Oh, it was at the bottom of the list. Yes, that I was at the, at the bottom. bottom. So, is your one to ten like a legit depth chart, or is it just a list? No, it, it no was particular just the things order? that came to me because Jones Mega. We had also like I I kind of agreed with Mega in the sense that like it was a lot of attention, right. and I don't know. It's just me. Look. I don't know what the the kids like. I don't know how to relate Same. to most people. Same. I don't get it. If, I, if you what, love, you're the, not down with the kids' hip new lingo. No, I'm not. No, and have not, not ever been. Even when I was a kid, Joe Braverman. But it's one of these things where I just kind of looked up one day and went, "Is Taylor Swift like the biggest star on the planet right now?" Yes. Like, I. I don't know a lot of her music, but people like it. it. That's cool. She changes the economy of places when she goes to it's it. Insane. That was sort of the moment where I was like. Wow, this is something so much bigger than that. And I guess it's kind of in your face no matter what, but because it's now like a football story, right? you can't escape it. Right, because it's a crossover. Right. She's bringing a whole audience. Like, just the numbers, I don't know them off the top of my head, but his jersey sales went, like, through the roof. Everything. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's a perfect, like... A lot of people are discovering Travis Kelsey. Right, bringing this world into that world, right. and that's what the NFL is. It's like, hey, how can we get more eyes on our product, even though the, every eye is already on them? 
something like this does that. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm just I've never been one to be like, whoa, this celebrity's dating this celebrity or this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we aren't these people. We don't know these people. Like, yeah. if I knew Travis Kelsey, I'd be like, hey, nice. I don't think pull. either one of them is going to be like, uh, you know. Waiting for their Dunkin's coffee in the morning, and being like, "Oh, you're kind of cute. Can right. I get your nut?" Like they're not meeting people, <laughs> right? Like right, that. Exactly. right. I don't even know if Taylor Swift can go to a supermarket. No, they have people for that. They have, I think they Travis have people Kelsey, for grocery though. shopping. They have people for matchmaking. I right. Guess. But yeah. whatever. Publicity number stunt, ten off the list. Not a publicity stunt. I don't really care. Um, I will say this: the story that I really have had my fill of this week, and it is something that is totally out of my control. And it is up to the control of the New England Patriots. And that is the state of the offense, namely the deep ball passing game. My goodness, there are so many stats that we keep track of these days. I would say there's probably too much. But when you look at the the passing numbers for Mac Jones over 10 yards, they're not good. No. We've spent days talking about them. Mike Reese had a neat little breakdown that I don't have up right in front of me. But it's they basically completed like two deep balls all year long. One of them was a seemingly gadget play to Pharaoh Brown. And as we get ready to go into this game against the Cowboys, I say we like we're about to suit up and Let's go out it. there. As the Patriots are going to AT&T Stadium. I don't know what they call it. Jerry World. I always call it Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy I think, I think Stadium. I just referred to it as Cowboy we'll Stadium. call it Cowboy Stadium. The one thing that they have absolutely had no a, a real success doing this year is trying to get those big chunk plays down the field. And it's interesting when you listen to Mac Jones and you listen to Bill Belichick talk on any given day. They decide what they want the narrative to be, whether they address things or not. Usually if they lean into something, it kind of hurts our ability to speculate. It does not stop us, however. And if they they don't talk about something, then it's free roam, free game as far as I'm concerned. But Bill Belichick made notes at the end of that game against the Jets about we need to score points. We need to be able to drive the ball down the field in, you know, not so specific terms, but like basically 15 points isn't going to really do it against any team in football. Matt Jones has been saying this for three years now. I like chunk plays. I like deep balls. Uh, There was some fishing analogy that uh, he had used on Wednesday, I think it was. The idea that, you know, you're not going to catch anything if you don't keep trying. Namely, well, yeah, I know we're not having any success with it right now. But we have to keep trying. Right. Yeah, I like RPOs. They're cool. The RPOs are cool. <laughs> that cool. was ooh, rookie year Mac. No, that was second year Mac where the offense was really bad. Um, and I think I would extend the the one story that, boy, oh, boy, I have had my fill of this week, and yet here I am talking about it because it is an important thing, much like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It is important to what we do. Uh, the, the Patriots offense, statistically from where it was this time last year, is really no better. Does it pass the eye test or not? The fact is, they're one in two, just like they were last year. They scored 50 points uh, combined on offense last year. They've scored 50, po- 50 points combined this year on offense, two points extra with the safety. So whether they're where they want to be or not, they have to keep trying. Right. They have to keep trying to drive the ball. They have to keep finding creative ways to make this offense work because even though statistically, Lanny, they're not as good as they were last year, which is insane to think that a Joe Judge and, and Matt Patricia offense might be a little better than something that Bill O'Brien is spearheading. They still have to find creative ways, I think, based on their personnel 
to win these football games. The red area and, is, you know, a very dynamic area of the field. It's very different when you go through different zones. Ooh, I got to add him to my topic tree, by the way. 11? Yeah, Back 11. to 10. We got the we yeah, got no, 10 We're, we're going to so. get into that in the next segment here. Uh, uh, so, but no, I'm with you. They, they, you got to keep trying. It's, it's the lottery. You can't play if you, you can't win if you don't play. Right. You know, so like the Farrell Brown play, like, wow, all right. First of all, you're like, wait, Farrell Brown? Dress was suited today. You know what I mean. First I, of all, I got to say I had the the no touchdown prop in that game, and I was feeling pretty good about it at that point. And yeah. then all of a sudden, there's like eighty six, I think it was, or eighty five. Just no, eighty six streaking down the field. I went, who is this? Yeah, who are you? Where did you go? I from? just yeah. Lost. Did you guys even know he was on the fifty three? No, no I did no, not. not no, because no, I Brown was here. Because immediately I saw it, and the first thing I thought is like, okay, here come the calls where Belichick's playing chess and everybody's oh. playing checkers because nobody thought Farrell Brown finding diamonds do- again exactly. Exactly. But you know what's good about this week's game? It's Dallas, weather controlled, nice dry area, good feet. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, like, this is going to be like the day to really, like, all right, let's unload one. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing with, with Mac Jones. Accuracy, he's got it. And his deep balls have a little too much air underneath them. Like, I just want to, this could be a game where you just, guys are nice, letting guys fly on that turf and that in, in that stadium. Just like, let it fly. Let's see some zip behind some of these throws. Question though, Lanny, Lance is Eric. they don't really have any deep threats. No, you no. Know? No, you but you there's gotta, no guy you're going to find just... a way to get one. You yeah. got to find a way to get, you know, Douglas out there, fire one down the field to him, let him just like, you know, hit the gas and go. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. give it a try. There's no reason not to try. It. It, just All you have to do is just make sure you throw it past the other defender. Like, I'm fine. If he airmails one, fine. So at least I'm seeing that he can make a throw deep down the field. And to that point, uh, Joe, even though they don't necessarily have the personnel on paper, I still believe that if you're a competent offensive coordinator, which I believe Bill, Bra- Bill O'Brien is, you have the ability to scheme your receivers open in different ways, whether it's that, you know, one-yard rub route, uh, you know, a pick play, a bunch formation, which they had a lot of success against the Eagles doing. It really was one of the big uh, points of contention with last year's offense was the spacing of your receivers was god Awful. They would just, I'm standing here, and then you turn around. Oh, hey, Kendrick Bourne. Oh, hey, Jacoby Myers. What are you doing here? I'm looking to catch a pass from Mac Jones. Son of a bitch. So am I. And they're they're standing like one's basically in the other guy's lap. This year, I don't think they're having those same issues. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to get Devontae Parker one-on-one down the sidelines on a go route, but there are different ways to get guys open, you know, screaming across the field. And those are the things that I think they need to be looking for against, as you said, Lanny, it's a Dallas team that I personally, I'm not like blown away by. They nope. they smoked the Giants, they smoked the Jets. Those are two teams that I don't really have a lot of belief in. Laid and, an egg against the Cardinals, and they got absolutely embarrassed by by the Cardinals. And a lot of people I've heard talk about this game. They know more football about me or saying, listen, this is a. They got embarrassed. They're pissed off. The Dallas Cowboys have this great opportunity to be a bounce back team. Against the Patriots, you're not basically you're not sneaking up on them, right? And I can agree with that to a point, but I would also say that the operation, going back to the offense, uh, is running smoother than it was last year. At least now, it's not you know first and twenty because seventy seven had a false start right. for the second consecutive snap. You know, I don't love the constant handoffs on first down. Maybe switch it up a little bit. Maybe try a passing play. What yeah, something yeah. crazy like that. <laughs> My point is, in a roundabout way of saying, I you still have to keep trying. You have right. to keep finding ways. If you're going to, you know, I don't think it's the same uh, mindset of the Patriots treating 
the first four weeks of the season like preseason. I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. But these are the times that you have to figure out and what you can do on offense because the one thing I will agree on as far as the offense goes is the other the football teams in the, in the NFL that you play. The, I think the book is out on the Patriots. They know you can't throw the ball deep. Right. So you got to find different ways of moving the ball down the field and getting those chunk plays because yep. the way it seems right now, you saw it against the Eagles. You saw it against the Dolphins. They're not a team that's designed to play from behind. Everything has to run kind of perfect for them. And I think that's sustainable to a point, but you still need a guy or a scheme, whatever Bill O'Brien has to do to get these guys open across the middle of the field to do that. Yeah, so the thing is, too, I think with this game, especially this one, I think you're going to get a lot of tight ends out there for the Patriots. More than usual? More than usual. because I, I, I think I, Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Because they're going to have to do something to slow down Micah Parsons. Everyone study up the depth chart now. You know what I mean, though? So it's like they're going to have to... Scotty Washington still here. Where's Matt Sokol? Matt Sokol! (laughs) I need you. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So maybe, I don't know if you get two tight ends out there, what it limits you for going deep, but there's going to be something with this offense to contain Parsons. There's going to be something with this offense that shows me that they can take a shot or willing to take multiple shots. Down the field, you know, I mean, do a lot of play action, get, you know, Possums to crash and everybody crash towards the middle and just let let the ball fly. I agree. You can't not try. You absolutely cannot not try. It's all negative. Uh, 617-779-7937 is and always will be the number that you can join us on the producer's show. We do this show every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, when we come back at the beginning of the show, uh, Billy just alluded to it. I came in. I said, Billy, I got. Ten things that I want to get into. I believe through this method, we can hit them all in in what is not a confusing fashion or anything like that. So I got this little thing uh, planned up for you to react to. I call it Lanny Logic, Joe Braverman. Speaking of Joe Braverman. Can we trademark that? uh, We'll talk about that. Joe Braverman is going to get you caught up on what is trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, pay attention, folks. we got a lot going on. Final report for the Patriots has come out ahead of their big matchup tomorrow afternoon, week four in Dallas against the Cowboys. Ricky Guard City Cell was removed after dealing with a concussion that forced him to miss last week's Jets victory. Five other Patriots are questionable. This is Devon Gotchow, Christian Barmore, Cole Strange, Jonathan Jones, and new addition, Sean Wade. For the Cowboys, starting left tackle Tyron Smith has already been ruled out with a knee injury. Also starting right guard. Zach Martin and starting center Tyler Biotis, hopefully I said that right, are questionable for Sunday's matchup. So the Red Sox, they broke their five-game losing streak last night with a 3-0 victory over the AL East champion Baltimore Orioles. Trevor Story blasting a two-run homer to break a 23-inning scoreless streak for the Sox. Nick Pavetta got the win, throwing seven shutout innings, only allowing two hits and one walk while striking out 10. Alex Cora, what's it been like watching Nick Pavetta all season long? I mean, he did an outstanding job. Look at the numbers. Um, you know, his ERA, the strikeouts per nine, uh, walks were down, the whip is down. Um, you know, it was impressive. And, yeah, it tells you who he is. Um, it's, it's been fun to watch. The Pedalta game penultimate game of the season, easy for me to say, will take place tonight. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney have the call from Camden Yards at 7.15 on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaws perfecting the art of fresh. Cutter Crawford will get the star for the Sox. Opposite Kyle Gibson for Baltimore. John Lyons will get everything ready with the Mass Mutual pregame show at 6.15. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. The Bruins continued their preseason last night with a 4-3 shootout loss to the Flyers. David Pasternak scored twice while Linus Allmark made 33 saves. 
first. Flyers and Bruins will play once again in the preseason. This time they'll go in Philadelphia on Monday night. Boston College football returns to Alumni Stadium to battle Virginia this afternoon. You can listen to that game right here on 93.7 WEI-FM with coverage starting at 1.30 following Fitzy and Hart. And the Revolution are back at Gillette Stadium to face Charlotte FC tonight at 7.30. The Revs already have a playoff spot clinched, but are on a four-match winless streak and have fallen to sixth in the Eastern Conference standings. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those this reminds me of working overnights for this station. On like a Friday night, yep. watching the Hallmark Channel and just watching old Cheers reruns. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Constantly. I have Cheers up. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. All right, turn this down. I have Cheers on. Or like married with children. Occasionally coach, depending coach. on how late it was. Right. And then uh, I'd have Ghost to Coast. Uh, with George Knapp playing out of the WRKO studio, just listening to people like, I said the UFO came into my bedroom. <laughs> overnights. Those are the overtime. Fridays and Saturdays. Joe, you get stuck with any uh, many overnights? Oh, I'm still on that you schedule, bro. Him? Yeah. He just yeah. worked the Red Sox game last night. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. Oh, really? No kidding. So quick turnaround. Did you sleep here? Uh, no. Or you live close enough? No, we yeah. had Bossman come in and do Red Sox review. All right. So I get the ditch at 10. Well, but I, still about six hours of sleep. Not, not All right, there you go. We are the lifeblood of WEEI, for better or for worse. It is the producer's show. I'm Ryan Garvin from Jones Omega with Arcand, joined with uh, joined by, I should say, Billy Laney of Crash and Fourier, Joe Braverman. Uh, what's left of him uh, is is behind the glass playing, spinning the hits, the old uh, Cheers theme music. 41 years ago today, man. Is that what that is? Was that's that that's why it was played. Oh, I would have asked. And I just started getting nostalgic about my mid-20s working in radio. And look at what I've become now. Hosting my very own show with Billy Lanny. Good times. Good lucky, times indeed. Lucky you. Yes. If you would like to join us for the uh, rest of our hour that we do, we do this every Saturday, no matter how gloomy or gross the weather is, no matter what is happening in the world of sports or otherwise, we are here every Saturday, 8 a.m., 
to 9 a.m. The number, as always, and will always be 617-779-7937. You can text us at 37937, but the text screen is too far away, and I can't see it from here. So uh, thank you for par- we got here, participating anyways. Uh, oh, nine minutes ago, Billy's yes. Baffling Logic. All right. Ooh. Uh, Steven is a, Steve is an ass clown. I don't know Do we Steve. know Steve? No, I don't know Steve. I'm glad I don't, though. If he's an ass clown, though, I don't want to talk to yeah, that Yeah, Steve's guy. stupid. Ten-year drought. I don't know who Steve is, but this person is uh, in the 401 is really letting it fly All right, well, Steve. Steve's bumming everybody out. That, yeah, that first text, Get it together, though, Steve. B- Billy's baffling logic is, is probably a, a play off of what I had said going into the break. Uh, I sat down at the end of my show yesterday and started coming up with all the the fun things that I wanted to discuss. And, Billy, there were so many. There were so many things we talked about this week. We started the show talking about the things that we were sick of. Yeah. Uh, For you, it was Travis Kelsey. For me, it was the lack of a a deep passing offense from Mac Jones and the Patriots. Uh, and both of those things could change really quick. Who knows? Maybe, you know, the, those two crazy kids break up. Ooh, maybe they get married and you get even more of it. And the Patriots can easily alleviate all their issues if they just throw the ball down the field and get some separation. Uh, but there are so many other things that happen, Billy, and I, I think you're, you're a wise man. Uh, you've been in radio a little longer moments. than me. Yeah, uh, you're a father. I am. Um, you know, when you, when you all s- terrifying things you mentioned. Ab- absolutely. The amount but of time I've been in radio being a father. All you're a worldly stuff. man. I appreciate that. Is, is what I'm, I'm getting oh, I appreciate that. And, and I, 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 I want to pick your brain on stuff because I think you're a wise guy <laughs> and not just, a, yeah, yeah, I'm a wise guy. No, I think you're, you're a bright guy, Billy. Thank you. So I put together a list, and who knows? Maybe we'll start doing this every week, Joe, depending on if this goes or not. Patent pending. This is what I like to call Lanny logic. Lanny logic is really simple. I'm going to fire a premise at, at Billy, and I just want to hear what his thoughts were on over uh, what has happened with this story throughout the week. Even though I am in the building basically for the entirety of your radio show, I never get to listen to any of it. I'm building my own show. Uh, so we're going to start with, to me, this was the story of the week, Billy, and it really came out of nowhere. I, of course, am talking about Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Lanny Logic says the Milwaukee Bucks will be what after this trade for Damian Lillard? Uh, I think they're a two, one or a two seed. They're still a great team. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Bucks that uh, I don't say concerns me because I'm not a Bucks fan is I still think it's a depth thing. They still. Lack depth. And they got old, too. Right. They got Ex- older. Yep, exactly. So I think who you have, like, Jay Crowder. Yes. What are you going to get from, you know what I mean? So Jay Crowder. Uh, so I think it's good he didn't go to Miami. The Lopez twins. But my view of the Eastern Conference wasn't really thrown off all that much. Milwaukee was already a really good team. That is a healthy, responsible way to look at it. I've heard so many people. I was on with Rich Keefe last night uh, before the Red Sox game, and and Rich was hysterical over the idea that now the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the East. Now they are, the but they team were to already in the NBA, pretty close to being the team to be. Oh, of course they were. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. I am not a big fan of Damian Lillard. Okay. I think he's probably a good guy. I don't really know him at all. Uh, but I just don't think that he is ever going to win anything in this league. He had his opportunities to get out of Portland because they were never going to build a contender. Just did it a little too late. And he waited. I think there's something to be said about his loyalty. I would spin that and go, well, I think he was comfortable. I think he built a nice life for himself. And I, you know what? I'm not going to begrudge him for that. If you're comfortable 
You got your rap career. Uh, you know, you're making good music. You're having fun. You got a good living playing basketball. Is it good music? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Dame Dollar, though. Go check him out. He dropped a single. Is he on uh, Spotify? It probably is on Spotify. Joe, you got anything back there? You got some Dame Dollar out there? Yeah. Careful, I would say. Look for the clean radio uh, edits. But I, I kind of thought, you know, you have all these guys leave the team that they're drafted. Because normally when you're a high draft pick like that, it's because your team stinks. Right. And they were able to pick you high, which they did with Damian Lillard. And they tried it, you know, they tried it with LaMarcus Aldridge, they tried it with uh, C.J. McCollum, and it was just never going to happen. He could have absolutely left earlier than he did, but he never wanted to because I thought he was fairly complacent with what he was doing. And now he goes to a Milwaukee Bucks team, and I'm probably going to be on this island and will be here all year sunning myself and having fun on this island, but I think this makes the Bucks worse. Yeah, take some, had, like I said, take some depth away. The little depth that they already have is... Gone. You were a championship team, and instead, there he is. Here's Dame Dalla coming to a record store in Milwaukee or uh, Point Pleasant or I miss, I miss record stores wherever else. They got Sam Goody in, in Milwaukee. There are coconuts in Milwaukee. Strawberries. Strawberries are big as Whatever happens to strawberries. Okay, shut this off. I don't care about this. Thank you. Appreciate it, Thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think they got worse from this. You took a, a championship team, uh, and you subtracted from it yep. when you did not need to. Still, still a good team, not worried about them in a seven-game series. Giannis got hurt last year. You didn't need to go out and make these big roster changes, of anything, to what you were saying, Billy. It's the depth. You go and you help your depth, and instead you take a great two-way guard in Drew Holiday, and yep. you send him away. Apparently Giannis had no idea any of this was going on, too. So that, that'll that be a fun That's little a pleasant surprise. Uh, layer to... to uh, but they like each other. I mean, I mean, all NBA I'm stars I'm sure they like do, other, too. So but it's, it's, you know, you got a guy... Until and, you're out on the court and you're like, ooh, this might not work. Like, look at the Nets. You know, the, the idea of putting those guys together, you're like, well, man, we're in trouble. But then it's, it's there's not enough balls to it's, go around. It's a good point. It's a good point, considering, you know, these uh, super teams historically usually win championships their first time through. Right? Yeah, these oh, are some yeah, of the yeah. names on the Bucks roster right yeah. now. Malik Beasley, who they signed over from the uh, Lakers. Yep, he had a good year. Pat Connaughton, yeah. Goran Dragic. Oh, my God. Uh, Myers Leonard. Oh my God! Uh, you, met, no. you mentioned the Lopez twins, no. Bobby Portis, Portis obviously backup there. center. Yep. Uh, the other Antetokounmpo, the one who's the professional cheerleader. That is an old team. That is an old team. What did, what did Charles Barkley say? There's going to be a lot of Ben Gay in that locker room. <laughs> the de- that is the Denny's special of of NBA rosters. This is an old <laughs> basketball team. Well, okay, there we go. The uh, Lakers suck yesterday. They suck again today. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to suck again tomorrow, Chuck. Uh, this rolls right into number two on Lanny Logic. Uh, so if it's it's not the Milwaukee Bucks being the number one or two uh, team in basketball, the favorite, Billy, to win in the NBA championship to you is who? Boston Celtics. Yes. 100%. Right. Boston Celtics still have some depth. They got uh, Porzingis. I think they're a, a good team. I think uh, Missoula is going to be settled in for enough, uh, another full season of coaching. I don't, I don't, I, there's nothing really... There's no reason for me to think that they can't win the championship. Health. But that's literally every team in every sport that has your only concern. Where do you stand on Drew Holiday right now? Yeah, is it a certain that they win it all if they get Drew Holiday? I guess it depends. What are you giving up? Are you giving up like Horford? I can, I'm fine giving up Horford. I'm not, I mean, he's injured a lot, but I don't want to give up Robert Williams for him. Who? Joe, I'm going to you know what I mean? Because, because, and it's tough too because with the NBA, the numbers have to match up. You know what I mean? So you can mess around on the ESPN trade machine all you want. You know, you throw mm-hmm. Horford in there and then you throw 
Uh, I forget who it was who I was messing with it the other day, but I had like a, a four for one deal to get Drew Holiday here, but it was giving up, you know, very little. But Horford and I forget who the Hauser, and there was a couple other guys I did there just to, just to get the numbers to match up, just you, to get money to match. You just jog my memory, Joe, if you would. Uh, in my daily sound folder, um, it's Jake Fisher and Dan Devine, uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. They have a podcast called No Cap Room. You get it? Because it's like, I'm not lying. Right. Like that's what kids say, but it's also basketball related. Oh, is that what no cap means? I, that's what they tell me. Gotcha. Right. I, I am the oldest 33-year-old walking the yeah, face no, of I'm the with earth you. right now. I've, I've, I've been, I've been uh, 55 for like the last 20 years. That is refreshing <laughs> to hear. Um, but Jake Fisher and Dan Devine talked specifically about uh, Drew Holiday and the Boston Celtics and how this fit could work. And even if it is worth it, Joe, whenever you're ready, fire Boston, away. they clearly tried to trade Malcolm Brogdon this summer. Clearly I know they called other teams since that whole thing fell apart. I think they were active in looking at opportunities to move him throughout this summer. Could they put Brogdon and Derek White together? And does that get Portland's attention? That would make the money work. I have a hard time imagining Derek White feels like the wedge piece there. Like if I'm Bo- Boston, I agree. Did w- did what they did with smart with moving Marcus Smart in part to open up the door for a larger role for Derek White to just decide now right away that we're going to move him for Drew Holiday seems unlikely to me. It seems like if if I'm That's Boston, a, the end yeah. the end result of this needs to be those guys together. It needs to be being able to have a starting backcourt of Drew and Derek White with Brogdon to match Holiday's salary. You're like yeah, Peyton Pritchard's going out the door in that scenario. Peyton Pritchard is definitely someone on Portland's radar. He played college basketball. Yeah, Pacific Northwest uh, in Oregon. Yeah. So, like, clearly that would be a match made in heaven. But it just, there's no way to really get the salaries to match if you're not including Robert Williams or Al Horford. And then it just kind of gets thorny. I don't know. But Boston with Drew would be phenomenal. Uh, yep, again, uh, it's uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, Dan Devine on the No Cap Room podcast. I agree with basically everything that was said there. Yep. Uh, it sounds Especially like because it'll give Pritchard the playing time that he's desperate for. I, I just tried to trade right here on ESPN. Drew Holiday for Brogdon, Horford, Pritchard, probably throwing a couple draft picks, and it's successful. Well, who's yep. going to defend Giannis? You know what? They'll figure it out. Right. You know, I, I like Al right, you Horford. Right, you, you, you worry about defense, you let Grant Williams go. Yeah, and Marcus Smart. I right. like Al Horford. I think he, he has been really valuable to this team in his second stint here. But unfortunately, in basketball years, he has yep. got one foot in the grave, and you saw him completely you rely on fall his off at the end of the season. Yep. So you got to rely on his vocal leadership at yeah. this point. I'm not going to rely on him to be the speed bump to get in Giannis's way uh, as as he careens his way to the basket again. Well, okay, so. Like I said, I I would basically move any of those guys to get Drew. Yeah, I think, I think I think Robert Williams is the one name I'm a little hesitant on. I like Derek White. I'd move Rob. I'm fine with Pritchard. Yeah, it's he's Rob. injury prone, but it's just something I I just see something like you know what I mean. Like I'm no expert or anything. You don't want to like, give up. I, yeah, I just don't want to give him up. I can respect that. Um, so those are some basketball items, but they're not the only thing that's going on right now. Uh, if you didn't know, the Red Sox magic number is two. And I'm not talking about to clinch the playoffs. I'm talking about two more games in this godforsaken baseball season that we have sat through until the season is mercifully over. Um, man, I got a lot of baseball stuff. What do I want to ask you about? Okay. Lanny Logic says Alex Cora being the boss without being the boss will end up how exactly? How do you mean? So he's staying in his manager role. Let me explain. So calling the shots, not pulling like a Brad Stevens, like staying as the coach, but also 
I think it's going to be more like a Bill Belichick kind of thing, except he's not going to actually have the title that he right. will inevitably so he's end gonna, up So they're going to hire a mouthpiece just to be Alex's general manager voice. Like we were talking during the break. Mm-hmm. Like we yes. were saying, like, Belichick is the G, de facto GM, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's Matt Groh. He's got Matt Groh or Nick he's Casario. Got Matt Casario, who is going to be the face of the moves that they make. And I can see something like that. You bring in like a, like Mike Hazen, and it's like okay, you're working with Alex, yeah, and you're you're Alex's mouthpiece. You, when you listen, to not S- great. You listen Not to great. Sam Kennedy talk, and I I really think the morning show did, did outstanding work on the front office report uh, every week. I was hearing something that really made me want to jump out a window. Um, I thought those guys handled those interviews really well. It was the stuff that was being said by Hyam Bloom or Sam Kennedy that I just could not get my head around. But it sounds like the plan right now is they're going to consider internal candidates. So in my mind, I think the way that plays out that makes the most sense is Alex Cora is going to have a healthy share of what will happen with the personnel of his roster. And I think it's going to be this uh, conglomerate, this this group almost of, you know, Cora will be your manager next year. And I don't know why that was ever in question. You know, they they picked up his option personally. Right. I think he's got a job for life. Each in time, each time, I really he, do. Each time he was on with Gresham Fourier, he was pretty adamant about I'm going to be here next yeah. year. Yeah, didn't really say I'm going to be the GM, I'm going to be the manager, but he, like you said, he has that. They the players love him. The, the, the ownership players, loves players him. love, him. and then that that's the point too. I think ownership really really likes Alex Cora, which yep. is yeah, why they I decided say, they decided between Cora and Bloom, and they chose Cora. Correct for, for better or yep, worse, 100%. I think he has a job in this city for life but the problem now becomes what exactly are you going to do with your new manager or your new general manager or president of baseball operations whatever silly title they like to give these guys i don't think they're going to end up bringing in somebody from the outside because that person from the outside is not going to have all the qualifications that you the red sox fans would like to have he's going to be a guy that probably doesn't have the experience doing the job because if he did, I don't think he would. He or she would want to get their head around the idea of I have to answer to the manager. Absolutely not. You're bringing me in to do a job. So I think what they end up doing is it's going to be some mixture of Cora getting a lot of share uh, say over what happens with uh, Raquel Ferreira and Eddie, uh, Romero. Eddie Romero and and you know Boh get ascending to whatever he's going to be ascending to do. But I think that's going to be your uh, group. VP of but I think that's what it is going to be. And I think at some point, you know, Alex Cora has talked and I've been, look, I have been saying this for over a year now since last May, where we broached the topic with him, uh, back on Merloni Fourier and Mega, when we were talking about Alex Cora wanting to be a manager someday. And that that's what put the thought in my head that it was something he was legitimately considering. But the problem is you're not going to necessarily be ready to just step right into right. that role now that it's available. So I think there's going to have to be some coaching up. There's going to have to be some extra pieces helping him along the way. Like This is a, a process that I think could take years, but I think at the end of the day, it's what the Red Sox are angling for. And oh, by the way, the other side of it is like I don't know why you would want to take this job. If like first of all, if you think like the whole manager, like you know, High and Bloom and Galax Core were best buddies, like come on, right? Like did you just wake up? Like there's no way that this went cleanly. I mean, between the underdog shirts, between all the stuff that Alex Cora was saying, like he's not completely innocent in all of this either for getting High and Bloom shown the door. But a understanding lot of- that we're underdogs this year right now, where we are. 
Well, that didn't help him either. It's just the whole thing felt kind of slimy towards the end. Like, I like Alex Cora. You know, he's always been cool to the shows that I've been working on, except for this one. But I still think that there is some shenanigans going on, as there always seems to be. Um, Oh, look at the time. Uh, I do have a couple more topics that we're going to hit rapid fire. We're getting some calls here on the other end as well. Uh, If you want to join us in the last segment of the producer show, 617-779-7937 is the number. Uh, Billy Lanny, Ryan Garvin, we return right after this. Welcome back to the WEEI Producer Show. We are here every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I'm Ryan Garvin from Jones and Mego with Arcan, joined by Billy Lanny from Gresh and Fourier. Uh, we have really just about touched them all this morning. We've hit many a subject. Uh, a couple things we were ripping through as I understood the, the wise sayings and the goings-on inside the mind of one Billy Lanny in a little segment that uh, we might start doing more of called Lanny Logic, patent pending. Um, but I also do see that uh, on line one, Joe, if you want to punch him up, because I am on the opposite side of the call screener, Bill in the car uh, says the Celtics won't give up a big for Drew Holiday. Bill, good morning, sir. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's Hello, up, what do you have on the Celtics? Yeah, I just don't. I mean, it's a beautiful trade. I think it's a fantastic idea for the Celtics to go for a Drew Holiday for the team structure. But I just don't think they're going to want to give up a big form. They're going to have to give up a, a decent big, I think a good piece, because the the drill blazers are building for that Anthony Simon, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, that three-headed monster uh, backcourt. And I just don't think that the Celtics are going to want to give up a Robert Williams or a young big piece to try to get that guy. Right. No, it's an interesting point, Bill. Thank you for the call. Um, you know, in considering they're also, I've seen some mention of uh, like Jeremy Grant could be up for a trade. He can't get traded until December. He just signed a new contract. Fact is, whatever you're doing, it's it's whatever Portland wants. And Portland, I think what they want is draft picks. And then you're going to fill in Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford, whomever, uh, to make the salary work. If they wanted Rob Williams, I would trade them Rob. And I like Rob. Right, so with getting Porzingis, doesn't that kind of give you the wiggle room to get rid of Williams or Horford? I think so. You know, and- like, you know, Bill made a good point. Like, obviously you don't want to lose size. But you brought in size, so you're you know not you expendable. Such a strong word. But. All I said, Jordan Walsh, Jordan Walsh. You know, Jordan Walsh is showing out in summer league. Jordan Walsh looks like an NBA ready player. Well, if you're having these guys and you've got like your sort of uh, next Grant Williams tweener, you know, defender first kind of guy, Derek White absolutely can defend his position yep. and others as well. You know, I'm not worried about what you're losing on the defensive end. If they want, if Portland wants bigs, it's whatever. I I just think that Drew Holiday would absolutely be that boost that this team needs. A low ego guy that I think would fit in well uh, with Jalen and Jason as they go and try to win Banner 18 for the Boston Celtics. We have a couple more minutes left here, and um, let's let's shift back into uh, some football here. Not necessarily, I guess it is on the field. Uh, as I go through another question in this little segment that I've come up with called Lanny Logic. If it wasn't the deep ball passing game for the New England Patriots that was the most tiresome story of the week, yep. this was a close number two, if only because uh, certain people uh, on my radio show were really trying to push this agenda, uh, whether you agree with it or not, and I, I'm starting to lean the other way. Uh, Mac Jones. Yep. Dirty player, Billy Lanny. Your logic says what? My, lo- my logic Jones. says, 
My logic says yes. My eyes, not so much, in the sense that, like, I don't know if that tap was where that tap said it was. Can I tell you something? But like you know, the play last year, like he's got he's got he has dirty tendencies. Yes. I think is the is the way to I think put it. Like Devin McCourty summed it up really well on the Greg Hill show. It's like I'm not going to say he's a dirty player. Um, and also to to pair something Andy Hart said on his Six Rings podcast, uh, it's a strong term. Like you really got a willing to, like that that creates such a clear picture of a person. That's a dirty player, right? So. Right, I can't. Oh, Hainsworth, Albert Hainsworth. That's dirty what. That's player. what I think of when I think of of a dirty player. But Devin McCourty brought up a great point with Greg and saying that, like, well, he keeps putting himself in these situations. Right. So I know you said it's uh, whether he touched, tapped him or not. So the Colin Coward show and Jason McIntyre were, were throwing a little crap towards Weei and the Boston media for being soft. I don't really care one way or the other. About Coward, yeah, forget what those guys think. Uh, but while I was going to pull the audio, they had an excellent close-up of the incident. Yep. And, look, I was going to say all along, until I see it with my own eyes, I'm not going to sit and say that this happened. It happened. Yeah. It absolutely happened. It was a backhand tap. It was petty, and it was weak. And I don't necessarily agree with the Brian Burns thing. Like, oh, he tried to rip his leg off like an alligator. Shut up. Right. Being overdramatic. Don't be soft. You know, oh, he slid with his cleats up, whatever. Like, he's got 50,000-pound guys rushing at him. He slides with his foot up. Oh, my God, the humanity. Him clipping Eli Apple on that Bengals interception, dangerous. Absolutely, there is no place for that in football. It's so stupid that he would think to do that. And this is a lot of the same thing, where it's like, you get a good idea of a person when when you're, you're trying to test their composure. And the idea that Mac Jones is is going to be hyper competitive and you know really cares about winning and he cares more than the next guy that 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 does not make what happened with Sauce Gardner acceptable. Um, I I was not going to say, and I still am not going to say he's a dirty player, but there are absolutely some weasel tendencies that I am I'm starting to notice with him, and I think as a fan of Mac Jones, I think I can live with that where it becomes tough to defend Billy is where he starts flirting with the dangerous right yeah which is something that yep. that Brad Marchand has had Brad Marchand has done some ridiculous stuff but the things that will always stick out to me where I go uh-uh won't defend it slew footing guys right uh dumping guys on their head toe picking them with with his uh you know the front of his skate and dro- dropping a guy on his back that crap is dangerous I don't think there's any place for it in sports no because and the, I'm never going to defend that action the more stuff that Mac Jones does the more likely refs are to turn a blind eye you know what I mean yep. certain hits that would go oh that's a roughing the pass of them like no I, I I don't think there was you know what I mean like I right, think it's, absolutely it's that's that's the position it's going to put him in it's going to put him in a position where he's going to get lit up and it also and the ref's going to be like nope that's a clean hit when any other time it could have been a roughing the passer call something like that and the other thing that happened in the, in that scrum was obviously CJ Mosley and uh, for the Jets throwing Mac Jones to the ground there was a big argument on 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 the afternoon show about whether his uh teammates came to defend him or not and I think they absolutely did yep but what's going to make them not want to do that, one, is if that stuff keeps happening in the future, and two, you keep putting your team in a position where they have to answer questions about your crappy tendencies, and I don't think that's necessarily fair to the team as well. We have run out of time. I think, yeah. what did we hit? About four of the 11,000 premises that I came up with. I like Lanny Logic. You yeah, guys can fun. have that on the midday show if you want, if you're 
looking for stuff to do. But uh, definitely on Saturday, that will be something that we'll be throwing around as we are here every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. This has been the producer show for Joe Braverman, Billy Lanny. My name is Ryan Garvin. Ken and Curtis are up next. They're here somewhere. I don't know where they are, but uh, stay tuned, and you will hear from those guys in just a couple of minutes. See ya. Later. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.